0: Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Thursday, November 19th, 2020. Brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist in the world. Call him. Make him your dentist. It's that easy. Pick up the phone. 317-849-2933. Say, hello. I want a great dentist. They're going to say we got an appointment for you. Let's go. It's that easy. You would think We get excited about the NBA draft. We're an NBA city in Indianapolis. And so the NBA draft comes along and we think, hey, this might be something new. It's the unknown. There's reason for hope. And then at the end of the night, you know what you got? Okay, you got Cassius Stanley, right? The Pacers, they draft Cassius Stanley with the 54th overall pick. He's 6'6". He's a hell of a good athlete. He scored 12.4 points a game. Last season is a 21-year-old freshman for Duke, you know, um, that's fine. What are you going to get at 54, right? We keep thinking, they're going to make trades. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. There's going to be hope at the end of the rainbow, and there never is. Maybe there's a trade coming down the road, and there's going to be a chance for something different to elevate this team other than Nate Bjorkren, who I think is going to be a terrific coach for the, the Pacers, but... Man, every draft night in the city of Indianapolis sucks. Let's be honest. I mean, you know, okay. Who you get? Aaron Holiday, you're going to get excited? T.J. Leaf, you're going to get excited? Alizé Johnson, you're going to get excited? Yeah, I don't get excited about any of these guys. I wear my shirt. I got my Pacers shirt on. I get all excited. And then we... You know, it's a woge bomb, but it never involves the Pacers on draft night. Other teams make trades. The Pacers, the one deal that I remember that they made on draft night is they sold their only pick in the draft, a second rounder. And Larry Bird came out and said, well, you know, that's the way it goes. All right. He's got the highest, as Stanley does, the highest vertical leap in the history of the Duke program, including Zion Williamson. He's got that going for him. People project him. Maybe he's a 3 and D guy uh, on on the high side. Wasn't a great three-point shooter. Wasn't a bad three-point shooter, but wasn't a great one at Duke. Uh, freak athlete. He's got some length. He can defend. He works really hard, and, and so maybe he becomes something. Maybe this is that lightning-in-a-bottle type guy at the end of the second round that you know what? Uh, sometimes you you wind up getting. Look at Duncan Robinson. He was an undrafted free agent. Every once in a while, you get one of those guys. I was interested in the other Cassius. I think Cassius Winston is going to be a serviceable backup point guard in the NBA for a long time. Uh, Anthony Edwards, the first overall pick to the uh, to Minnesota, then Golden State took James Wiseman and learned that Clay Thompson probably tore his Achilles in a pickup game. That's tragic. Uh, really, really tough for a guy like Klay Thompson to come back from a torn Achilles. Uh, Charlotte took LaMelo Ball. Good luck with that. The Bulls took Patrick Williams, and I think overshot. Patrick Williams, they compare a little bit to O.G. Ananobi. He's out of Florida State. Uh, O.G. Ananobi was taken 22nd. You know what I mean? So a- as a guy who would be taken in the early teens, Williams would be a hell of a value at four, eh, probably not so much. Um, let's talk about the Colts. The Colts, they got a game this Sunday against the Green Bay Packers. They are favored now by one and a half points. That line's coming down. Kind of uh, uh, foreseeable, wasn't it? Um, Jack Doyle, he didn't practice yesterday. He's still in the concussion protocol. Uh, Curry Willis and Kenny Moore, they didn't practice either. They've got rib issues. And uh, I did I did some digging, uh, not really deep digging, about uh, <clears throat> about Aaron Rodgers and Philip Rivers, and, and it's kind of interesting. Uh, their statistics are very very similar until they're not. All right, Aaron Rodgers, two thirteen of three fourteen this year. And uh, Phillip Rivers is 215 of 313 this year. So Rivers has completed two more passes, and he's attempted one more pass. All right, Rodgers has thrown for about 150 more yards at 2,578. Here's where the difference really kind of avails itself. It's those important passes. Two kinds of passes are really important for quarterbacks in the NFL. The first kind, touchdown passes. Second kind passes to the other team, the interceptions. Aaron Rodgers, to this point in the season, 26 touchdown passes, three interceptions. Philip Rivers, 11 touchdown passes, seven interceptions. That's where they diverge radically. Other than that, they're very similar. It's like, uh, other than that, how'd you enjoy the play, Mrs. Lincoln? You know what I mean? Aaron Rodgers is an elite-level quarterback. Phillip Rivers is a serviceable game-manager-level quarterback. You can win with Phillip Rivers. I think the Colts are going to go 10-6. and six. We talked about that yesterday. And you don't have to win this game to do it. This game, I think, among all the games remaining for the Colts, the least important. It's against an NFC team. Uh, so it, it's tiebreaker kind of value is minimal. Everything else is against AFC teams. And you know what though, if the Colts win this game, they sweep the NFC North, so they'll have that going for them. But all you have to do is win the games remaining against the AFC South, and you're going to go 10 and 6 and you're going to win the AFC South. And that's the way it is. And then the three other games, if you win any of those, those are against the Packers, the Raiders, and the Steelers, you win one of those, that's a bonus. All right? But you got to hold serve against the AFC South. One game left against the Titans. That's next weekend. Then you've got two games against the Texans and the season finale against the Jaguars. You open the season with a loss against the Jaguars. And I hope that doesn't come back to bite the Colts in the ass. It very well could. Uh, the Colts, they, uh, they lead the, the NFL in yards allowed. And interceptions are second in the NFL in passing yards allowed, third in rushing yards allowed, fourth in points allowed. This is a really, really good defense. The offense, they just need not to lose it. They need to chew up clock. They need to chew up yards. They need to keep the chains moving and convert when they get into the end zone. The defense is going to do the heavy lifting. The Packers, their offense is elite. With Aaron Rodgers... uh, Aaron Jones, the running back, who's been terrific this year, and Devontae Adams, the wide receiver. Um, they, uh, they don't turn it over, and they don't force turnovers. So this kind of an interesting matchup for the Colts. I think the Colts have got a shot. The Big Ten schedule was released yesterday. Indiana, they're not going to have to play on Christmas. Purdue is going to have to play on Christmas. Um, Indiana, only two of its first seven opponents are currently ranked. Then the next six straight are currently ranked, including number five Iowa twice. Twelve of their Big Ten games are against ranked teams. Purdue, only nine ranked opponents. They open with number five Iowa, and then they've got a Christmas Day matchup against Maryland. Indiana opens up against Northwestern at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. At the Ohio State Indiana game this weekend, no fans, not even friends and family not even the few hundred people who have been allowed to watch games because they got a stay-at-home order in Iowa. What are we doing? Like, where would you be safer than sitting with your family, nobody else anywhere near you, in an outdoor football stadium? How could you be more safe? How are you more safe at home than you would be outside at a football stadium by yourselves? like common sense has flown out the window, science gone. We just overreact to everything. It's insane. Uh, birthdays today, the great Art Larson celebrating a birthday. Art Larson does not share his birthday on Facebook, and this is where I get my birthday list. But I remember November 19th is Art Larson's birthday. His lovely mom, Roberta, used to bring in cupcakes to grade school. We had those delicious cupcakes. He had a, uh, He had a terrific birthday party when I was a fifth grader, up in Lake Geneva, we went and saw the Cowboys with John Wayne at the, uh, at the movie theater right there in downtown Lake Geneva. Uh, Art, happy birthday. Kate Patchiars, happy birthday. Howard Ramey, Heather McWilliams celebrating a birthday. Jay Baker's celebrating a birthday. Uh, Dave Greenwood, Lauren Lowry, happy birthday. Kevin Janeway, happy birthday. Chris Hooley, happy birthday. And the great Bob Boone celebrating a birthday. That's a murderer's row birthday right, of media, sports stars, and sailing uh, entrepreneurs. Fantastic. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. I don't mean to crap all over Kevin Pritchard and Chad Buchanan and the Pacers, for God's sake, but I look forward to the NBA draft. And then you sit down and all of a sudden nothing happens. It happens other places. It just doesn't happen here. As long as you win 50 games, go to the playoffs, and have a chance to win come uh, May and June, I mean, what the hell, or at least May, what the hell. Put together your team. Do it your way. You don't need to please me on draft night. We'll talk to you a little bit later and and all day long at KentSterling.com.